episode of picking and putting there's the picking and putting swag you know someday i'll sell it online but i haven't figured out how to do that yet today's guest is the tournament director of the wells fargo championship a good friend of ours gary soba how you doing gary wonderful rick thank you for having me on look forward to talking about the wells fargo championship yeah i'm, I'm excited about having you bill this is liberty bill from the uh, south charlotte attic uh, studios there he's recording too we're, we're all based in North Carolina, if you couldn't figure that out, folks. I got a quick shout-out. I got to do a shout-out for this, because I think this should be instituted in tour events, Gary, a long way. This is a shout-out to all those mullet-wearing guys. I want to <laughs> I I say Mark Leishman is – that was on fire coming out wearing that. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um, that was that was something. That was yeah, a train wreck. That was a yeah. train wreck down the stretch. If either team birdies eighteen, they win. Well, I was all, picking. All you had to do is par it. Yeah, and I was picking the the two South Africans because they they're kind of they play like a U.S. Open kind of, you know, they put it in play. But they, you know, when he hit it in the water on eighteen, that kind of that kind of well, got me. It's interesting. Both those teams will be here. The President's Cup coming to Charlotte in twenty two. Yeah, that'll so, be you know, you, you, you look at that. Yeah, they'll both those, those they'll likely pair up. Well, hey, this is my first in-depth question about the Wells Fargo. When are we going to have walk-up music? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never, uh, right? I'm just going to say uh, May, but I'm not going to say what year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be May. Is it May? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know that they have to do it at at. But it's a fun event if they pick if they pick and choose their places. Maybe Hawaii, maybe Las Vegas. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was fun. And you're right; it's a team event. Well, tell us what's new and different this year. What what's coming for us? Well, we're really excited. Uh, as as you know or may have seen, our field is outstanding. We have seven of the top ten players in the world coming, and uh, Rory's not included in that. Phil's not included in that. Ricky's not included in that. So it's it's literally one of the best fields we've had forever. You know, John Rahm, who historically doesn't play, is coming. So when you get seven in the top ten, you've got – you really have the, 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 the quality of the field you're looking for. So sans the majors, I think it's one of the strongest fields on the PGA Tour this year. As you know, the golf course is in mint condition. Uh, Keith Woods, the, the superintendent, he thinks it's the best shape it's ever been. And you and I both know it's, it's as good as we've ever seen it. So the golf course is, is phenomenal. Certainly health and safety is, is, is uh, first and foremost this year. Uh, as people come out, you know, we will have masks on buses and likely require masks and social distancing once they get out to the golf course. But, you know, we've done a lot of things with mobile ticketing, cashless payments, things to try to make everybody feel safe and, and secure when they're out here. So we're looking forward to a fantastic event. Yeah, I, I got to I, I gotta do a shout out to Keith Woods, too, when you say that, because I tell people from growing up in the Midwest, you got to you got to come down here where the where the poor guys got to grow five grasses simultaneously. <laughs> you know, in the Midwest, you had bent and fescue, and the bent was just don't kill it in July. You know, isn't here, that the truth? Yeah, here 
here it's just crazy. That's a hard, hard job. I, I've got all the respect for him. No, well, I know. Yeah, I know the safety and stuff. Is there anything new and different that you're that here? Here is my question. Not not just about this year. I understand this year is a unique year, but do they ever? do you ever test things like, you know, you say like what we were just trying out, you said, well, we're going to try this on such and such and see how it works this year. Or anything we we do. We do. I think, I think the first thing new is going to be a transportation center. When people arrive, you know, buses and Uber now will be into a new lot. And then there's one new main entrance. That's really, really dynamic. I always felt like when people came to Wells Fargo championship, we did not have an entrance that, was the level of, of the golf tournament. And now Quail has built that new entrance and it's serpentine and you go by the go by the Quail and you come up and the, the range is brand new. The, the, the patrons have not seen the new range and the learning center. In the learning center, we're gonna put families and wives in there. So that's a great new experience for them. On the golf course and those in the hospitality areas, we've doubled the width of all their chalets and marquees so they can social distance more we, we weren't allowed to uh, have grandstands, so we encourage all our patrons to bring chairs this year because we couldn't use many of the seats when we had to decide whether to build or not build. We couldn't build many seats. Yeah. So some of the things, like we were going to have media day with putting. We were having the a year ago, the craft beer festival. All those things, we were coveted out of being able to do that. So right. it is a little bit more playing golf this year, but I think the, the patrons will notice the difference right when they enter Quail Hollow. So the old the old main entrance, you're right. I, I have seen that. I walked it around yesterday to get a look at it on my own. And um, uh, so that old main entrance with the quails and all, that's going to be a pedestrian entrance. For that them. is the, that is the main entrance. That's for all pedestrians. Whether you come in by shuttle bus or by Uber, you will all walk through there. So we've got a ticket office there. Everything's mobile tickets this year. We'll have plenty of people to help out if anybody has any issue downloading their tickets, but yeah, we have one main entrance for everybody. And if you've been there and you look at it, it's pretty dynamic. You know, you can see the range and you come over the hill. And it's, it's, it's very, very attractive and very unique to, uh, to the club. Well, I, yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. I, I got another question for you. This is off to golf. So do when they come up with the green books that they give, do, is that something that you develop with the pro and the club or is that done by the PGA tour? How's that? Well, that's a really good question. There's actually a guy that does that. There's an individual who does that. And there's really kind of two books, one that they really don't use much. And then there's a more uh, upgrade or a higher quality book that, uh, that is produced. So that's a profession for one person who goes out and and, and does that. He and his company go out to, to all the PGA tournament courses and they give, I would consider it a much more detailed, in-depth green reading book than the traditional one. Yeah, almost uh, too much information sometimes. (laughs) You know, you can go out there all you want and put your fingers up like this and put your feet on both sides of the line, and I still miss it on the wrong side. I haven't figured that out at all. What's interesting, some of the analysts are talking about, you know, green reading is a skill, and they think some of these books are giving – too much information and taking away that, you know, the skill of being able to really read the greens. Years ago, I played with John Inman, who obviously won several times on the tour. You know, you, you play with a guy like that, his ability to read greens was extraordinary. He could tell you every putt exactly what he was going to do. And sometimes I think it's going left. And, no, Gary, it's going right. He was right every time. Well, you go back and watch Davis Love or watch uh, Ben Crenshaw. 
and 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 they stick to a routine in that. But Crenshaw would tell you, and I remember uh, the little red book guy um, wrote that, uh, you know, what you see when you walk up on the green is usually your visual and then, you know, take a look at it from both sides and then go with it. Don't, don't overread it. But I, I feel like I watched the tournament this weekend and I thought it's an interesting fact when they talk about the new, you know, the tip Bermuda greens and how they are uh, harder to read um, because they're so true that, that, they hold their line better. Now they do have grain, you know, downgrade and upgrade, but, uh, uh, and quail hollows greens are not easy, easy to read. They are not easy to read. And you have to look at the grain, you know, I'll use a couple of holes. An example four, as you know, is very difficult. I think 16 is extremely difficult. Um, you know, sometimes you can, you can play too much break there. Sometimes you just flat out don't see it might miss it four feet and pros miss it four feet on 16. It's just a very, very difficult green to read. And Gary's looking at the course, setting aside the green mile, where would you post up as a fan just to take in the action? Oh, gosh, that's a really great question. On the front, I think without question, seven green eight T is the best place to watch. You can watch, you know, seven is the par five that you can see anywhere from two to five swings. And then eight is the par four that one or two days we will play up that they can drive eight green. So, on the front side, without question, seven, eight. And then on the back side, I like being on 17, up on the hill on 17, because I can see 16 green, I can see all of 17, and I can see 14. So you can see three holes there on the back side. And there aren't many courses in America where you have those vistas. But, yeah. but from the from the hill side, the public on 17 can get a clear view of all putts on 16, 14, and 17. So those are the two areas I'd watch from. Yeah, and I think seven's a fun one to watch out there. If you're a professor of architecture, bring your students out there and walk the fairway and then watch the golf after you've looked at the house. <laughs> you know, question. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, the one I, here's a question I got for you, and I, 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 I suspect I know the answer, but I watched, they started this process years ago at the, at the Travelers in Connecticut. It's like 15th hole. It's like, like our 14th hole and it's drivable. And, you know, for all the world, I've wanted ours to, to have the tees up on 14, cut the hill on the left, run it into the water and stick the pin way over on the left side and say, go at it, boys. Oh, you are masochistic. Yeah. Are they, <laughs> they going to do anything in the setup, you think? Or that's, that's up to the tour, right? I spoke with our advanced official yesterday, Dave Donnelly. We have never moved 14 up, i.e. we have never in the Wells Fargo Championship played it above the road, in front of the road. Because half the field can can get there from the front of the back tee. Yeah. The PGA the PGA tournament, my understanding, played it up two or three times. So, you know, we talk about the green mile out here, but I think 14 is as good as any short par four in the world. Not just oh, yeah. the United States, in the world. It's a fantastic golf hole, major risk reward hole. And we are debating whether to play it up one day. Uh, it would be on the weekend because during a Thursday, Friday, you have pace to play issues. But but the day we would play eight up, we'd play 14 back and vice versa. If we played 14 up, we would play uh, eight back. I hope I said that correctly. Yeah, you did. Um, and then, you know, the, one of the things that, that you know, Quail's known for is the green mile. And really, 14 is overshadowed because of 16, 17, 18. But 14 and 15 are two tremendous golf holes. So, you know, you, you go through that backside and there's not a bad hole whatsoever. But But 14 is not discussed because... We talk about the green mile. Well, I think I think you made a good point there because I 
growing up in Columbus, I would put the 14th at Quail Hollow with the 14th at Muirfield Village. Little short par four with the creek down the side and the you know water on the right. Um, yeah, you can make a two or you can make a six. <laughs> oh I yeah, think we had we had seven eagles in 2019, I believe. I think I'll go back and check that. But I think we had seven deuces on on 14. Really? But but when the tees are back on day one, only about 50 percent of the people went for it. You know, there's certain guys that are going to play conservative, put a wedge in their hand, and you know they they know their game. But a lot of guys will try to bomb it down right where they have the swale down there. But if you miss that right, then par becomes jeopardy, you know. So, so there is significant risk. Obviously, if you're left, you're in the water. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that that part that part makes that hole uh, quite difficult. In 17, like you said, and coming down the Green Mile, the uh, like looking at this picture behind me on on Zoom or on YouTube, if you folks watch us, is the 18th hole and. Um, it's a wonderful hole. It's a bear. Um, and, uh, one of the things that, one of the things guys we are doing a little different is we have taken out the back tee on 17. So we're not playing the back tee at 225. So we'll play it anywhere from 190 to 150 ish. We'll use, uh, the two lower tees. So, uh, I can tell you though, the, the shorter uh, tee to a left front pin actually produced the highest scores because guys can knock it in the water there, but, uh, we're not going to make them hit, try to cut a four iron from that back tee um, because it's just so hard. <laughs> well, don't, get, don't get me going about that because if I come back in my next life and design golf courses, I don't care if it's Tiger Woods or Bryson DeChambeau, par threes to me over 220 yards are ridiculous. When I see these guys playing 250 yards, pulling out a three wood, I'm going, okay, Okay, you're putting it to them, but I but I would rather see him play number twelve at Augusta, like you say, play 160 yard number seventeen pin on the left at Quail, and that'll eat your lunch all day long. I'm I'm, I'm with long. you completely. I think I think at Oakmont Bay, some of them have to hit driver on that par three. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Well, tell me what. So in you in you in your professional job, what happens now? How, how does it work next year when they move away for a year up to DC? Do you have to commute or, or are you going to get an apartment or how's that work? Our sales team will all move up probably July one and we will get apartments. I would say our, our two, there's two of our sales executives that will be uh, moving there permanently for the year. And there's our sales director and myself. I would say we would probably be up there three out of four weeks. You know, probably Monday through Thursday, most of the week, or, you know, maybe a Wednesday to Wednesday. So we'll be up there uh, for most of the year. Uh, and then the tournament will be the second uh, through the eighth of May. And then we're back down here for in 23 and 24. So it is a little bit of a challenge, but I think we're all excited about it. You know, you, you kind of get in your routine here. We'll miss Quail Hollow. We'll miss Charlotte. But we're also excited about the challenge of taking a PGA Tour event to, to D.C. since they now have not had one in, I believe, four years. Where, which course is it going to be at? TP, TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms. Oh, okay. Yeah, TPC Avenel. Okay, that'll be yeah, hard. Uh, hard golf course right across the street from Congressional. Yeah, well, they're both hard. So, yeah. <laughs> all of them are to me. <laughs> yeah, all of them are to guys, you know. Well, that, that, you know, that sounds like, that sounds like uh, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of work, but, you know, it's, you meet a lot of new people and the, and the sales part must be good for those guys because they're, they're introduced to a whole new climate, a whole new area. So exactly. exactly. So that'll be, that'll so be we're good. excited about it. Well, 
Billy, you got any you got any uh, insightful questions you want to dig on Gary with before we pick on him anymore? I think you guys have pretty much covered it. It's good stuff. Yeah, I I um I uh I've had the opportunity to play with Gary, so he's he's a, a wonderful guy and a, and and does a great job with the tournament. I think all you folks out there, you want to come out to Quail Hollow if you're in the Charlotte market, see the the tournament, uh, the golf course. Uh, you can eat lunch off the fairways and anything else out there. Right now. <laughs> you almost can. Yeah. One, I mean, one, one, one more plug tickets on Saturday. We're, we're literally sold out, but uh, uh, Wells Fargo championship.com is where to get tickets. Sunday's mother's day. Wear pink on Sunday and uh, Wednesday. We're actually uh, celebrating Roy Williams's career. The pro-am we're having Roy Williams day. Uh, he started his career at Kansas. We're going to pair him with Gary Woodland on the front side and wow. obviously finished at UNC. And we're going to pair him with Davis Love on the back side. So, and Mac Brown will be with him as well. They go off tentatively right now to 820 Wednesday morning. We'll celebrate Roy Williams's career. So this means I can wear blue all day and feel good about it. Uh, all four days. Well, all three days and then pink on Sunday, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing pink now. I have to get this shirt washed before then. I got 10 days. You know, that, that'll be good. Yeah, Bill's an Iowa graduate, so he, he clashes out there on Wednesday. So, we'll, we'll have... Oh, my God. Roy, Roy Williams told more players out of the state of Iowa than any one human being. Yes, I can't he did. Be- I, I cannot believe they allowed his plane to land when he had Harrison Barnes <laughs> and Mark, Marcus Page. He, he owned that state. And that was after LaFrance and Heinrich. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you, so You all are I the think... best. We appreciate it. And if there's anything else I can do for you all, just just holler. Well, we'll we'll uh, look forward to it. One more thing, I got a quote, guys. I got to give you my quote of the day. This is from Phil Mickelson, who who is a long time, always shows up at Quail, and and uh, is fun to watch, no matter where he drives the ball. But the quote is: "The object of golf is not just to win; it's to play like a gentleman and win." So, I'm working on the playing like a gentleman part, the golf part I'm still struggling with. But, but you know, we enjoyed having you, Gary. Good luck uh, next week. Thank you week so much. Thanks, Gary. And uh, good luck with all the other stuff in your life, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Thanks Appreciate for, it. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Doc. Bye-bye. Yeah, man. Billy, we'll see you. Good show. Enjoyed it. Got anything you want to say in passing? It's going to be a great tournament. Everybody's excited to get out. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, you've got seven of the top ten in the world, and the and the ones you, that aren't top ten in the world, like he was saying, Ricky's coming, Phil's coming. I mean, the field the field for this is huge, and and it's always been strong. But now that you have the Presidents Cup coming in the fall, um, folks like DeChambeau and folks who want to be on those teams want to come play the they want to come see the place. Yeah, that must be what it is because it's two weeks before the PGA, so it must be they want to get a little. Well, and this is this is a PGA, obviously a PGA caliber course, so this allows the guys to prepare in a way. You know, there are guys that always played the week before, and then there are guys who always take the week off before. And if you're going to play in preparation to go into a major, this is a good tournament to see where your game is at. Um, The difference with the Presidents Cup which I would say in reference to the Ryder Cup, President's Cup, is those are fall events. And as you look behind us there, Quail Hollow now is overseeded with rye, fescue out in the deep rough, and 
and Bermuda greens. But when you come in the fall, it's all Bermuda. So it will, it will play, the rough will be different, around the greens is different, and the speed uh, of the fairways is different. So it's a, it's a different golf course in the summer and the fall. So, and like I said, more, you know, shout out to the head greenskeeper because, man, that guy's a saint for growing all the grass he does. I got trouble just growing fescue in my house. Let alone. Yeah, I, I have a whole new, in the Midwest, It's you set it and forget it. But here with the yard, it's a daily battle. It's a whole leap of faith. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing you on our next episode, folks, of Picking and Putting. For Liberty Bill, Dr. Z from the Charlotte Studios, have a good week. Enjoy the tournament. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you, Billy. That was fun. Take care.